You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm going with you for the next about 40 minutes. Todd, it's been like 12 weeks. You believe that? Yeah, I know. I'm like checking these bags under my eyes. <laughs> it feels like it has been 12 weeks. It's been a crazy time, but it's good, to, it's good to be back. Yeah, we went 10 years. Uh, didn't, didn't skip a beat very much, and then I needed a break. So uh, we went 10 years. Took a break, about 12 weeks, and so this is our, like, dipping the toe back in. You know what I'm saying? Just We're just dipping the toe back in a little bit today. Try See how good it's we like can be. It's just like riding a bike. I don't it's know. Like we'll, bike. Yeah. we'll see. All right, so on on today's show, we'll give you a little weekly happy a, a mini on the docket. We do have some in the news uh, worth watching, which is a big deal because tomorrow morning – I don't know how to thank you enough, Todd. You have really good friends, and so we have a, a massive interview, so we'll talk about that here in just a, a little bit. A Gear 30 segment, a quote of the week, Outdoor Jukebox. I'm stoked. Uh, let's get back into it. All this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Episode uh, 378, The Return. So let's charge. Summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. All right, Todders. Um, I don't know. It's been like so long that I don't remember what to do anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. I was, I always thought that there was sort of a, there was a rhythm. We, we'll get that rhythm back again. The rhythm yeah. back. Yeah. Um, what I have to get used to though, is that my computer hides my Chrome files and that's what kills me. I don't ever know what happens to my Chrome files. You know, do you, does that ever do that you to you? Yeah, do you need another know. screen like over here, like it's over here, yeah, further around. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay, there Just it is. Just circle yourself in screens. Um, all right, so we got a, uh, I mean, the weekly happy, right? Let's hit this. Uh, this is let's do this right here. I mean, winter's coming. Um, I don't know if you're ready for it yet, but winter is. This is Mario Kart on the mountain. This is your weekly happy. I may have shown this before. I don't remember. But we got to do this somewhere, like around here. Set up a course. Are those Mario sound effects? Those are yeah. Those are Mario sound effects. We. Where's the where's the, like the turtles? It's no, we need the, the turtles. Turtle. We need the turtles for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> this is this is great. We had our first person ask for skis today, in the shop. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, so yeah, uh, first person. Go ahead. Is that san- is that sanctioned Mario Kart on that mountain? Is that uh, after that's, hours? No, no, hours? that's that's after hours. That is definitely no. I actually, <laughs> I believe it's sanctioned. To be honest, if I if I remember right, I think it was sanctioned. Um, they did it on purpose. They kind of do a lot of fun stuff there at that particular mountain, I if I if I recall. So that is your. Oh, is that? Uh, I didn't even ask that fun fun mountain. 
Is that Fun Fun Mountain? It's I don't know. What's the Fun Fun Mountain? Well, obviously they have fun on Fun Fun Mountain. That's basically yeah. what I'm getting at. You yeah. know, I want to go to Fun Fun Mountain. Yeah. If there's Mario Kart on Fun Fun Mountain. Um. Yeah. Of course. There's always Mario Kart. I don't know why I can't toggle back and forth here. Okay. Um. No guests today, but we do have on the docket. Just wanted to mention real quick that right now it's the Labor Day sale at Gear Thirty. This is my favorite discount. It's buy three dried foods, get one free. Because, you know, you need like four. So, yeah. Buy three, get one free. Also, next Thursday, a week from tonight, it's the Utah Avalanche Center annual fundraiser at Black Diamond Headquarters in Salt Lake. I'm your humble host. So come down, come say hi. Um, I'll be emceeing the Utah Avalanche Center party or whatever, whatever they call that thing. So... Uh, it's a fundraiser at the Black Diamond headquarters there in Salt Lake. Um, all right, in Will the there news, be food? there's always food and there's always beer. I believe it's uh, sponsored by Uinta, if I recall. So that yes, there'll be there'll be all the things. Um, best time of year because it is mating season. I don't know if you knew this, Todd, but it's mating season, and I'll share my screen real quick. Um, danger oh, bull elk can be dangerous uh this is from the yeah stay alert so if you're in the national parks this is from yellowstone it's elk mating season has begun bull elk can be unpredictable and dangerous during this time stay alert people have been severely injured by elk elk run quickly and may change direction without warning always maintain a distance of at least two bus lengths that's 25 yards from elk and if an elk charges you, <laughs> run. Uh, find shelter in your vehicle or behind a tall, sturdy barrier as quickly as possible. Also, follow directions from park rangers. Uh, yeah, they do run. So as you pull into Madison uh, Campground there in Yellowstone, there's there's usually or there's often uh, lots of elk there, you know, right outside the campground. And... I've seen them run across the street with no warning, man. They're like fighting each other during the rut, and then they just, boom, they're across the street. So elk mating season. Nope. No selfies during mating season. No. I mean, no selfies yeah. usually is yeah. good advice, but yeah. especially not this season. And we've all dreamed of, I don't know if we all have, but many of us have dreamed of, look at that, my audio I think is off on the video for some reason. I don't know how to fix that live. I can fix it in post, but don't know how to fix it live. So you'll have to deal with that. Um, through hiking a major trail. So five-year-old Harvey through hiked the Appalachian trail before he started kindergarten. Did you see this? I saw the photo. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, his parents completed the Appalachian trail. It's 2,193 miles. It starts at Springer Mountain in Georgia. Ends on the Catadine. Catadine, Mount Catadine in Maine. I, cat, we carry Catadine products. I, I wonder if there's no E on this one, so it might just be Catadine in Maine. Yeah, so they started in the spring. It took them a long time, 209 days. They slept in a tent, woke up at 5.30, started hiking, braved the rain, cold sleet and snow. And now the five-year-old can say that he completed the AT. He's five. You think he loved every minute of that? Nope. 200 plus nope. days? Nope. I think he had some tough days out there. But the crazy thing is he'll remember. He's old He's old enough to remember it, but he's not going to like remember it, remember it. You know what I mean? Like he's going to, 
later on when he's you know older like 12 you know he's gonna try and hike another trail or something and be like dude this was kind of hard like <laughs> can't believe i did this when i was five but they went really slow and yeah uh, also in wonder the if news- he's gonna get he'll get bored with like small walks around the block now like if the parents just go out, how, how come I have a feeling this isn't going to be the last of those adventures? For Once you go 2000 miles, you can't just go around the block. I mean, how do they keep this kid yeah. busy every day? I should mention <laughs> roosters. Thanks for the, thanks for the beer. <laughs> Thank you. Roosters. I'm on campus. And I have no roosters, but I do have You're dry uh, AF on campus. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. You can't even so sneak it, Todd. Sad. You're on video. Oh, oh it's so true. I'm clearly in an office setting. Uh, yeah, which I love your poster behind you. That's fantastic. It is just not the same. I don't know what it movie. It is not the same without a drink. Yeah, uh. yeah. Courtney DeWalter broke a record on the UTMB to win. She actually bonked at Hard Rock. She DNF'd at Hard Rock in July, but the Solomon-sponsored runner was back in top form at the Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc over August 27th through 28 in Chamonix. And uh, she not only successfully defended her 2019 title, but she did did it with a record shattering flair. Uh, this is from Trail Runner magazine. It let fans, followers, and fellow athletes in awe, Mes- mesmerizing awe, says the author of this article. Two years after winning in dominating fashion, fashion in her first attempt at this epic race, it circumnavigates Mont Blanc, which, boy, that sounds terrible. Um, 36-year-old resident of Leadville, Colorado, Established a new course record of 22 hours, 30 minutes, and 54 seconds. Finished seventh overall. That means six dudes finished in front or before her. She's the first female finisher. Crushed the rest of the female field. Yeah. Amazing. Good job. Round of applause. That's amazing. Round of applause. And then Chili's, I don't know if you've ever heard, I've never heard of this desert. Atacama Desert, it's the driest desert on earth. Yeah, is it ring a bell? Chile, 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 Chile. But I do not know, it just got three feet of snow. Could it be a sign of things to come this winter? I don't know. I would like, <laughs> God, I hope so. We're a desert. I just wanted to snow three feet in a weekend here at some point <laughs> this winter. That's all, but yeah, that's according to Snow Brains. Chile, uh, the Atacama Desert, has been experiencing unusual amounts of snow. The cold front that came through the region dumped nearly 32 inches of snow. Now, again, they're in you know, South America. Uh, on the desert, on the desert down there. So it's, it's known as the driest place on earth. <laughs> so if, if, you, um, if they can if get snow, me, so you, can we. If you know me, you know that I love, my favorite kind of movies are natural disaster movies. I absolutely love. That's true natural disaster movies i even yeah. like cheesy natural disaster movies but uh I, I you don't even have to i don't even have to watch any movies anymore like it is just like oh you're just watching the news watch real guys. life yeah <laughs> just go to the weather channel yeah it's so uh, the driest place on earth let's give them uh three feet of snow that's yeah, all right why not? that's all right as long as there's somebody filming it i'm down yeah Good. you know it's it's back to school time and um not everyone's happy about oh, that especially are. not the bears okay it's coming up here guys and uh <laughs> This bear decides to take off with the kid's backpack. No. Look, it's in the tree right there. Look at it. All right, but mama bear's coming up here. Kind of, it's kind of scary. 
Dad, hurry. This is a mama bear with the two cubs. Dad, and hurry. No, he's getting in my car. Give me a stick. Oh, my God. Give me, give a, me stick. a stick. <laughs> give me something. Give me I don't stick. know. Give me, give me a dead bone. <laughs> no, get out of my car. <laughs> Make a lot of noise. No, give me my kid's backpack back. Give it back. I'm just glad the kids aren't like super scared. They're maybe a little too lax a days ago. But there it is, pink backpack in the mouth of Mama Bear. I don't know if you were able to see that, but it's about right there. Here we go. The Bear. pink backpack. Bear one. The bear ate my homework. Yeah. Like you'd have to take that into the teacher. Yeah. You're like, no, yeah. no, really, really. My homework was done, I promise. I, I tried to get it back from the bear. Things didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Quit telling fibs, kid. It's kind that's of funny. That's an awesome video. Oh, it's so good. All right. Um, well, I think that's, I mean, that's the, in the news section. So worth watching. We have the big announcement that we'll be interviewing um, producer, writer, director, and star star main main character of the river runner that was released on netflix wednesday of i think last week i believe todd what'd you do you just shoot an email out you're like hey i know i know people how did you figure this out so thayer walker you remember thayer yeah a friend big friend of ogden Uh, in fact he was a a local worked up at summit for some time he is uh married to Jane Kim, a resident muralist. When I say resident, she essentially became a resident out here for about two months. Uh, so she did the big monarch butterfly murals. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and so the two of them run an organization called Ink Dwell. And so, of course, they were out here long enough that uh, I became very good friends with both of them. And, uh, and so this was a story that uh, Thayer was working on a few years ago. He also writes for Outside Magazine. Yeah. And it's good to, it's good to have ins- inspiring, amazingly talented friends. And so, yeah, I uh, very, very inspiring story. And outside, I'm sure we'll post links to all these things. And uh, and now an incredible uh, documentary. And so, just saw it last night myself. And holy smokes, this is an inspiring, incredible story. Yeah, so we'll we'll interview them live at about nine a.m. tomorrow morning, and it is um, Scott, Rush, and Thayer, and and hopefully both of us. But you might be busy, right? So uh, the we'll days just you know how it is. Yeah, famous people, including including us, you're trying to get everybody in the same room together. It's hard. Yeah. It's just hard to find that time to do it. So, well, if you haven't seen it, uh, this is the preview or trailer. You still know that even though you've done the river all this work to prepare for that one moment, that it could still all go wrong. Every sport has its time. Scott, I mean, you are, we said, a world-class kayaker. All it takes is one person to change it. The sport wouldn't be where it's at today if it wasn't for him and all his crew that were on another level. Scott, you're 30 now, so what's the, the next big adventure? There's a place in western Tibet, it's called Mount Kailash, and there are four rivers that come from this one peak, and they flow in the four cardinal directions, and that would be completing the four uh, biggest rivers in the Himalayas. In my mind, it was kind of like as high as you can go in the sport. 
the direction became, I'm just gonna get myself in the best shape to run all four rivers. And then that year, that was the seventh person that had drowned. It just became brutal. That's when things, I think, really became way more serious for Scott. I'd lost too many friends. It was easy to be a dick about it. He had it pretty rough growing up. I think that all kind of put a chip on his shoulder. None of us knew how to cope. The only way we knew how to release it was to send a bender. You can't operate at that level forever. You got to have an inner fire. And the second that it becomes unstable, it becomes dangerous. I could tell something was up with my brother. When I would flip over, I was starting to lose spatial awareness. Like, I didn't know where I was at. And then I kind of just black out. That was the beginning of it all. Got the call. I went to my knees. Probably one of the worst moments of my life. They explained what it is that he would need to go through. Then Scott was like, fuck it. The one thing I was hanging on to the most was the Indus. That was the fourth and final river. He was wanting to try on kayaking again, and nothing would come in the way. I was not only physically healing, but I was mentally and spiritually healing. And I was looking towards a bunch of 20-something-year-old kids to get me back in shape. In the back of my head, I was like, man, does this guy still got it? He might not have the full life expectancy that you know we all hope he would have. I knew I was about to run the scariest rapid of my life, and it was all in my head. Oh. Yeah, good stuff. So we'll have them live uh, tomorrow, and then we'll have it up on the podcast after we after we record it. But um, nice job, Todd. Thanks for putting that together. So. We'll chat with uh, Scott there and, and then there. So there isn't in it. He just gets a credit. He's a producer, writer. And then Rush, who we was one of our first guests on the show years and years ago. I don't even like eight, nine years ago. Yeah. That was honestly probably within the first couple of years. And how did, why did we even, I don't even remember why, you know what I mean? I just know we had him on. And so we made that connection and that was cool. So That'll be good. That'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do that in the morning. And not going to lie, I'm a little nervous. Uh, I don't really know what to ask. I did know that I, I was listening to one of the podcasts and he mentioned that there was like full 30 minutes of um, like the the photos, just the still imagery that they've had to integrate into the film and they've retouched them up so they're moving, you know, and they do certain things, have certain effects on them. And it's like, that's because there's so much storytelling that was you're not filming in real time. You had to go back and tell the story of what happened in the past and a lot of photographs, a lot of old video. If you haven't seen it, go watch it tonight. It's a fantastic film, The River Runner on Netflix. They did not tell us to say that, by the way. You just should watch it anyway. No, but it's a nail-biter. Cinematography is so good. Yeah. It's so good. But my my stomach was in my throat, and it's, I mean, some of these shots over these falls, and as somebody who doesn't do what they do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I, I think I connected more than anything was just his journey at the end. You know, I think he, and in fact, um, one of, one of the best lines in there is he made some comment about, because he's very open, very forthright about who he was during this journey. And he was a dick to a lot of people for a long time. Right. And, uh, 
years pass. I think it's about seven years. He, he didn't even get in a boat. And then uh, when he started to again, he made some comment about how, how everything that he used to essentially make fun of, um, he embraced, right? Yeah. When he started to kind of look into himself. And that's where I was just like, dude, this is it's pretty brave to put that all out there. And he did. Yeah, especially I mean, if that's your background, you know, if that's what you're known for and then to sort of walk it back um and then and put it on film for everybody to watch it's a big deal good stuff really really good show yeah uh gear 30 segment um again we have the labor day sale also big agnes is coming out with packs next year so i didn't know if, if everybody knew that or not but yeah they'll be having packs and then hoka if you're if you're a hoka fan they're, they're trying to hit a billion dollars in revenue. Um, they own a couple. Okay. Who sells more shoes, Uggs or Hoka's? Remember Uggs are fa- You're up on campus right now. You give it like another three months, you'll see all the Uggs you've ever wanted to see. But it, they sort yeah, of short, to, short skirts and Uggs. Yeah. But, short skirts and Uggs. Um, it's got to be Hoka. I mean, just for volume, a, I would yeah. think. The Uggs have, I think, had some competition. Bluntstone's taken over recently, so... Uh, Hoka sells more than UGG, but same company owns it. Anyway, they'll have some pop-up stores in New York, the the outdoor hotbeds of uh, New York and LA. So I believe they are trying to sell their road shoes um, in these pop-up stores. So if you're interested in, if you're in New York or LA and want to check out the Hoka pop-up stores, look for those coming soon. If you're a big fan of Big Agnes, they'll have backpacks next year. I don't believe we're bringing any in as of right now. Um, I just want to see one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've always liked Big Agnes. I think that's, I might have a link here. Let's see if I got a link. Uh, let's go to here. Oh, that's the uh, end of the. Let's see. There's this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, let's do this. I can show you maybe a little little teaser right here. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, outside business journal. Let's see. It's a little colorful. It's got a little, maybe a little bit of a Cotopaxi vibe, sort of, but not too much. Um, and then words. And here we go packs those are pretty those are pretty good looking can you zero in on that at all zero in zero in um let's try on this those pa- i'll look them up i'll look them up no i can't do that uh but it's they got 16? sort of that that osprey minimal which i kind of like yeah not tons of bells and whistles on the outside those are good looking a 60 uh 40 looks like and another 40 i can't it's kind of hard to tell in that picture i got a actually read the thing which i haven't done yet 60 is a good size yeah um okay i think man i think that was it for everything oh i've I've one that didn't make the cut but we could make it make the cut it'll make the cut if you want a bear was released and uh boy he was pissed off because he was you know once you once you're like you go through and they do all the testing on you and then they release you back into the wild you're not the happiest bear so this this bear took out the camera. Um, let's see if I can make this big. There we go. So he gets out. There we go. And he rushes. Boom, bam. There goes the camera. Yeah, he'd been thinking about that for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. When you're a bear, you know. All right, let's see. I don't know how to pull this. I'm going to have to figure out how to make this happen a lot easier. I don't know how to get my pages back. There we go. Um, I do have a quote of the week, though, which I found this one was pretty good uh, and sort of helps in life in general. Quote, perhaps the truth depends 
on a walk around the lake. End quote. That is from Wallace Stevens. So, man, it's good to be back. Uh, thank you, Banyan One, powering today's 378th episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe on YouTube, YouTube or your favorite uh, app as far as uh, listening to podcasts. So, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Podbean app as well. All the show notes will go into the blog, and the links are in the blog. If you want to chat with us, DM us on Instagram at Ogden Adventure. And then I pulled up for our outdoor jukebox, um, and I've got to figure out how to get this ready to roll. I think I, I think I got it. Um, a song by Orchard Wild because we had them on van sessions. And oh crap, I don't know where it's going to start. Let's see. It might start in the middle of a song because I forgot to reset it. Um, oh. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Do you remember this? Do you remember them singing this? Yeah, this is pretty great. Orchard Wild. The John Muir would say the mountains are calling and we must go. Yeah.